0: Hi folks, Steve Urban here, founder and CEO at Riderflex. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. And as a reminder, please subscribe to the Riderflex show for updates on new episodes. And by the way, if you haven't already, check out the book we recently launched, The Riderflex Guide, Inspiring and Hiring, available for purchase on Amazon. And now a quick word from our sponsor.
1: Try the number one marketing platform for small business. Everything you need from design to marketing to CRM. Learn more at marketing360.com. Marketing 360, fuel your brand.
0: All right, Jeff and Allie went on the Rider Flex podcast. How you doing, guys?
1: So good. Awesome. So good. Thanks for having us on. We're really excited to be here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. I, You know, I've had a lot of coaches on, uh, you know, business coaches, uh, Self help coaches, I mean, all kinds of stuff. So, uh be interesting to get into it with you guys and see how you're, you know, different or what you specialize in or focus on. Because I've had a bunch of those on. Maybe you know some of them. I don't know, but we can get into that. So, uh, I'm looking forward to discussing. I did see I watched a little YouTube video uh, of you guys earlier this morning when I was on the treadmill and did a little homework. So I got a little feel for your style. I think. <laughs> okay. that's great i'm
2: curious in the video that and, is and we're still
0: on this is a good deal yeah, like, yeah you're is. still on yeah you're still on right. yeah you're in utah for the listeners you're in utah today salt yeah, lake yes, yes.
1: so okay.
2: we're in salt lake
0: yeah well give me give me the story a little bit personally before we get into business um ali you want to you know even before your marriage right um mom dad siblings where you grew up you want to give me a little history sure. if you don't mind
2: Sure. So I'm a Midwest girl. Grew up in Minnesota. Um,
0: oh, there's the accent. Mostly, I heard it right yeah, there. Minnesota? Did you, you say Minnesota? And you yeah. said Minnesota. Okay. Sorry, I didn't Every, mean to interrupt. No, <laughs> you're I good. Did.
2: The second I say it, like everyone's like, oh, there it is, the accent. Is. Yeah, you'll pick up on it. Um, But so grew up in Minnesota. Um, My parents went to ministry school, actually, as I was growing up. So we... Okay moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma for a few years. Uh-huh. Um then back to Minnesota, over to Wisconsin. Um but stayed around Minneapolis, St. Paul, like Twin Cities area.
0: For high school, is that where you graduated from that area?
2: Yes, graduated okay. in Wisconsin, Hudson, Wisconsin. Okay. So, a beautiful river town right off of the St. Croix uh river. Okay. Um and so that's where I grew up. My parents um They did kind of two major things. They started church. And so we were really involved as kids, just with the church, helping run things, you know, kids ministry, cafe, all the things. Um, I actually thought I was one of the pastors when I was little. (laughs) We were so involved with everything. Um, And then also family business. So my grandma um, on my dad's side was an alcoholic while he was growing up and- She went in and out of treatment, um, finally got sober, I think probably in her 40s. And then okay. she decided she wanted to give back. And so actually started a halfway home. Oh. Um, and then the company grew. She opened up. Uh, but I,
1: let me interrupt oh, here. It was a halfway home, but it was their. It was her dad's actual home. Well,
2: yeah, it started, <laughs> it
1: started yeah, that's a- home yeah. in their home. Yeah, <laughs> when he was a kid, he'd come downstairs. He's like twelve, and there'd be like some people sleeping in the living room. Really, beginning of the halfway house. Yeah,
2: he talks about how he kept. Oh, wow. Getting bumped out of his room to make more space for these people, so he eventually ended up living in the attic because, like all the other bedrooms in the house, were full. Yeah.
0: Where was Grant? Where was Grandpa?
2: Um, they. So my dad's parents had gotten divorced. Okay. Um, okay. But so this was living with my grandma Virginia. She was a very eccentric type woman and personality. I'm told I take after her more than anyone else. So that gives you just a little bit of context, but, um, so she started this, this company, um, really giving back and serving people who had been chemically dependent, helping them get a fresh start. And so that's where the family business started. All right. Um, My grandma passed away pretty, pretty young in her seventies. And so my dad took over the business. Um, Okay. While he
0: continued to minister as well. Okay. Yep. Did those
2: alongside of each other for a few years and then eventually had to decide which route he was going to go in. So he took over, he went full time into the family business and really, okay through that in a big way and so and, I was a part uh, of that for 16 years and
0: I see I see your mom was with you guys on I mean she she helped with the, with the business too she ran the business Yep, yeah,
2: yeah. she was just along for the ride always and everything okay. part of cool. the church part of the business yeah
0: how many siblings
2: <clears throat> just one sister older sister
0: one, one sister okay
2: neither of us set out to work at the family business but we both did she was my boss for many years and your sister was Yes. Yes.
0: How'd that go over?
1: There's a lot going on there with the family (laughs) business.
2: It's really a family affair. Um, Uh, But it was wonderful. And we really loved working together. It was a really special time in my career. And um, okay,
0: that's cool. Was that before college? Was that before school or no? Or both, so or...
2: when I started college I started working at the family business very part time. I was never going to really work there but I was just making uh-huh. some money, you know, and ended up never leaving at least for 16 years, over 16 years. So
0: Was oh, that part of the reason you majored in psychology then? Is that because it's, um, it's kind of tied, or what were your, what was your thought process there? I yeah.
2: was going to do interior design or psychology. Don't ask me. What, like,
0: <laughs> Those go together. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> like I, I don't quite know. Uh, You'd be dumb at that age, uh, right? Uh, so okay. I went to psychology because uh, I loved okay. my my psych classes, um, doing generals in college, and so I just went that route. Never okay. fully used it, but of course it came into handy with um working
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Services, mm-hmm. for sure yeah. For, for sure uh now let me ask you were you were you just a good kid the whole time I mean, did you get in any trouble I mean was there anything I mean do you have anything in there like no dirt
2: I didn't get in trouble for like I was the sneaky kind right so no oh, okay. like I, was, I okay. was a perfect child she didn't yeah.
1: get, she didn't get caught that
0: was the thing you never had to call your dad from like the sheriff's office or anything cool anything fun oh, like that
2: i actually <laughs> yeah. i did i you did
0: oh here we go okay now we're now it's getting
1: interesting I got, i'm learning this for the first time uh, are you <laughs> okay
2: so i got um mall security like oh. arrested for shoplifting yeah <laughs> and and I, I had to call my dad from from the little mall jail um <laughs> And they were asking for my parents' information. And I remember like telling them the wrong phone number because I was like, they're not calling my parents, but somehow they like you told them the wrong I number told them purpose? the wrong phone number on purpose.
0: Did your dad come and get you? Did, you? did your dad come get you?
2: He did. Yeah. They they got a hold of it magically still, <laughs> even though
0: <laughs> man, wow. Okay, that's pretty cool. You know what's so interesting? Uh everybody's got a little something right everybody's got a little something in there right well so okay so that's your big that's the worst thing you you did when you were you were younger that you'd call you okay all right all right that's good okay man and then um, real quick before we get over to jeff though uh this is not your first marriage is that accurate that is correct
1: that's correct it's
0: amazing how i know these things isn't it isn't that amazing amazing. you went deep What, tell me, so what happened? Did you get married like, early or what, what's the not. story? Yeah. What's the story, Ellie?
2: Well, so both, um, both Jeff and I lost our first spouse. So mm-hmm.
0: Lost, husband, lost. Oh, lost they, as in they, they passed, passed, passed both away. Passed. They both, I see. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah.
2: So okay. my husband, I started dating him when I was about 18 years old. We got married at age 23. So did get mm-hmm. married somewhat early and young, um, mm-hmm. And then in 2018, May of 2018, so almost five mm-hmm. years ago at this point, five
1: years.
2: Um, he passed away, like just suddenly, We there were no previous health concerns or indicators or anything. So what, it was...
0: What, I um, mean, you just woke up and he was gone or what, 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 um, what happened?
2: We were up at the family cabin with my parents and my sister and brother-in-law um, and we were riding around on a side by side. We were picking up sticks, doing yard work, that kind of stuff.
0: Okay. Um, okay.
2: So at this point, I was how I forget like age. I was thirty one years old. He was thirty three. Okay.
0: 33. okay. Um,
2: we had our two boys, Elijah and Amos, um, who had been adopted, and that's a whole nother story, yeah, you I know. See. But, okay. So. Um,
1: so Elijah was. Elijah was- Three? three. Three years old. Amos was like Amos, nine months old.
2: Nine months. Yep. So we're running around in the side by side. Amos was right between us. And um, all of a sudden, Tyler, uh, my husband, just slumped over kind of on top of me. And I, I had no idea what was going on. At first, I thought he was like being goofy and playing around and mm-hmm. I realized there was something wrong. And so um, I yelled for my parents and both of them tried to do you know, CPR. And wow uh, we called 911 immediately. But we were like four hours kind of up north outside of the mm. Twin Cities area. um mm. Mm. And so in a little bit more of a remote area where it took a really long time for first responders to obviously first show up within the ambulance. And they had even called a helicopter to come get them. But mm. um mm. It, everything was just too late. It was a heart issue. And
1: um, oh,
2: they were never, never able to revive him, and so wow,
0: that is tragic. I'm so sorry that that uh happened to you. Holy cow, that probably shaped a bunch of other things in your life as you moved along absolutely. here. Yeah, um, wow, that's terrible. Um, could you do you mind me asking? Sometimes I get really personal on these things. Could, you, we're, could we're. you not have kids, or you just wanted to adopt for other reasons? So,
2: both I always okay. wanted to adopt, um, okay, okay, and thought we'd have kids biologically, too. Um, but the biological thing like wasn't happening okay. and okay. we were pretty laid back. So we we're just like, ah, eh, maybe that means like God wants us to go through yep. the adoption first. And okay. so we did um adopted Elijah and then um then found out that I actually couldn't have kids, had to have a full hysterectomy.
0: I see. Okay. And then
2: okay. and then went through with adopting Amos and we had plans to to
0: keep going. Um, but one, one more question before we move over to Jeff on the personal stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: Did that test your faith? I mean, it had to have tested your faith a little bit, didn't it? I mean, I, I know it would have tested mine. Cause I would be like, I'd be looking up there, but you gotta be kidding me. You took him away from me. Like, come on now, you know, right. how, Yeah. Did, did that affect you? Did you go through some stuff there?
2: Yeah, of course it did test my faith. Um, as it would for anyone. I think so. Um, but, yes. you know, mm-hmm. I I really early on realized that I couldn't get caught up in the why. Mm-hmm. Because there's just no answer that's going to take our pain away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I yeah. think a lot of people, they want to know why. And it's like, I, I do have strong faith. And I do understand that when we're on this side of heaven, like we just can't always see everything or know everything. There's not always a clear Why? Um, especially, you know, why didn't God do a miracle is one thing like, Mm
1: -hmm. you
2: know, people would say. And one thing that I just said is, we don't know that there wasn't a miracle because we were about to get in the car and drive home from the cabin in about an hour before this happened or like after this happened, we were about to drive mm-hmm. home. And mm-hmm. so
1: mm-hmm.
2: what mm-hmm. if this happened to him while he was mm-hmm. driving the truck with me, Elijah mm-hmm. Amos, in mm-hmm. there? Like, I can't even imagine. Oh, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. um, so I just, I know that we can't see and we can't know everything. And so um, ultimately I just had to rely on that faith and, just lean closer to God in that.
0: so and, and lean into life too, to where every single day you wake up, you're like, okay, cool. I'm still here. Let's, that's that's great. I got another day. Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: Because that's a reality yeah. we all know, but we don't want to really <laughs> believe. So right. Yes. So, um, so you realize it in such a real way and you just, um, it has shaped the way that we live our life mm-hmm. right now. We don't plan for retirement. We just are like, we want to live the life We've yeah. always wanted to live right now. Yeah. That's what's important to us.
0: You know, so that's one of the little things I say in my daily prayer in the morning. So, so I'm not a very first of all, I grew up in Oklahoma. My mom was assembly of God. So I was in church a lot when I was little. <laughs> yeah. And she's still very uh, you know, she tries to resave me every time I go home. So you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's sorry. Right. Sorry. <laughs> Amazon just delivered and our dogs just went. Off, it's all right.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 it's good. So my mom's still very, very, you know, my whole family that lives in Oklahoma, just about, you know, it's a, it's a Bible built, of course. Yeah. And, um, so I grew up, you know, uh, in church and, and, uh, I don't, you know, my faith is not really strong now, uh, like yours, I guess I would say compared to yours, it's not, but I do still pray. Uh, and I do still believe, right. I, I sin more than I should, but, uh, I do still pray. And I still do still believe. But one of the things I do say when I'm, when I'm doing my little thing in the morning, my little routine is mm-hmm. I just kind of have this little thing where I'm like, great. I woke up. It's I'm here. It's another day. Thank you. Happy yeah. to happy to be part of it. Thanks yeah. a lot. Kind of, kind of a thing. Right. Cause you just never know. And, and as I get older, I'll be 56 this summer, you know, I start to know more guys that stuff happens to them, right? They wake up and they go to the doctor and then they get diagnosed with this or that or whatever. Yeah. Just got one yesterday from a friend of mine, found out his wife's going to die unless she gets a liver transplant. And so wow. now I'm old enough to where every day I'm just like, cool, I got another day. Great. Yeah. never know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, thank you so much for sharing that, Allie. Thank you. Yeah. That's uh, that. that I'm sure that shaped you in a lot of ways. Jeff, um now were you, I'm I'm hoping you're going to tell me you were a rebel and you got in all kinds of trouble, you were like in a gang or something. No, none of that. I was a pastor. Does you're that so does that close. help at all? Like I was So now show me playing. your tattoos. Do you got any tattoos No, I'm just playing. right here, just
1: that's it right there. You see those? Uh, okay, what does that say? I can't read it. So, it's it's Hebrew. Okay. You read it from uh, left to right, you read it opposite or right to left. And so it's, it's Psalm 1834 and it, it says, uh, he trains my hands for battle and strengthens my arm to draw back a bronze bow. So this is uh like David it. saying this, I actually got this tattoo in Jerusalem. Uh, oh I really? Was, oh, yeah, I wow! cool. A group of friends. There's 22 of us total and um, 20 of the group got tattoos and the only two that didn't were my 13 and 15 year old sons at the time. And uh, my 13 year old son, Noah's like, dad, please, can I get a tattoo? He's like, I'll be the coolest kid in middle school. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I'd love uh, to, but I'd probably be the worst parent in middle school. So anyway. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, and I got these tattoos. Um, cool. I got this tattoo. Uh, eight months, seven months after my wife passed of cancer. And so I see. Like, okay. So yeah. that's
0: how you're that. Okay. So your wife passed. Oh, what breast cancer? Do you mind me asking?
1: Yeah. Breast cancer. We, uh, we fought it for three years. Okay. Um, and had a, a year of where we call it the year of battle. Mm. And then there was a year of like kind of reprieve. And then it came back. And, and in by the time we found out it was back to the time that she had passed was, uh, seven months. So I was say, it, super quick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this does she have I, the?
0: Did did she have? I know that. Um, gosh, we just got this from one of our recruiters uh, recently uh, on the team here at Rider Flex. Um She just got diagnosed, and she's going to immediately go in for the double mastectomy and the reconstructive surgery. Did yeah. your did, did your wife try that? Did she
1: did she try that? Was it too late or all of it?
0: Yeah, hey. we went. In and
1: we tried holistically for a bit. Tried a holistic route because we thought, hey, let's give this a shot and. Mm-hmm the holistic doctor we were talking to just said hey he go, he just said it was by the time we had found it I think it may have been stage three already we didn't know they weren't quite sure so she went in for the mm-hmm. she had a round of chemo uh or um, like a multiple rounds of chemo mm-hmm. and then a, a double mastectomy reconstructive 30 rounds of radiation like it was really intense so it was like a year that we we battled it and then uh she seemed good for about Well, for another year, and then how old
0: were the boys at that time during that three-year period? They were
1: so. um, This is at the time I had my wife, Tiffany, and I had five children together. Oh, oh,
0: oh okay. All right. Yeah. So, two
1: boys earlier, so we okay, have seven five. now together. Well okay. Mm-hmm. It's all right. real <laughs> Right. And so, uh, so Tiffany and I had, uh, five children together and our youngest was probably around two at that time. And, um, wow, and our oldest okay. was probably 14. And so mm-hmm. just, yeah. So, It'll be four years this July that she's passed. And so, um, yeah, so that was did kind of the have, time. Frame. Did you have
0: family around to help you uh, do, f- with that? I mean, uh, and ha- yeah, I mean, that's a whole other podcast. Uh, five, five kids, you, you're taking care of your wife, trying to work. I, I don't know if you did work. I mean, wow, bro. Okay, yeah, that's tough. Yeah.
1: I was I was running the church, like in this time frame. I've been a pastor for uh, 20 years.
0: Yeah. You were and, a pastor. I see. Okay.
1: All right. Yeah. So 15, the first 15 years of that, I was in youth ministry. So it was primarily zero to 18 that I focused on. Then I started a church. Uh, So in a, in a town of about 20,000, it was named Northfield, Minnesota was the town. And it's about 45 minutes, 45 minutes South of Minneapolis and St. Paul. Um, And so that grew rapidly. It was a a large church in a smaller community. And when all of this happened, um, there was a lot of support from the church there was a lot of support from we had family members nearby but during that time frame during that three years um we actually even like I led the church through that the church grew we built a building during that time which is a whole nother thing fundraise built a building I talked this is 2018 uh, our 2017 for me it was the I, I call it, it was the year of battling cancer and building canvas and canvas was the name of the church I see. and there were times that I would go I'd be in a, a three hour chemo session with my wife Tiffany at the time and then would go to a fundraising thing that night to raise funds Mm. cast Mm. vision for building the church. And so it it was a crazy time. And I think if I had, you know, going back, I don't, I don't know if I'd had put as much effort and time into the church as I did. I just thought, this is what you do. This is how you do it. And I was younger and dumber and, and uh Mm And so that was that was kind of the the place I was at. And I mean, two year
0: a two year old. Did you have parents Did somebody help you? you a family or just church members helped with your your kids.
1: So uh, Tiffany's parents lived really nearby and they helped on a regular basis. But we had a a lot of support from the church. I had one young couple like, and this is a great question because like you know we'll talk to people or we'll counsel people that are walking through a scenario like this, and mm-hmm. you know whether it's like, hey, how do I help someone going through a crisis, or hey, we're in a crisis. How do we allow people to help us? And, mm-hmm. and when you're in the crisis, it's sometimes hard for you to ask people to help because they're like, I just, I'm, I can do this. But we had uh, a couple different families that there was for maybe a year uh, during 2017 when we had to go through all of the, the chemo and the radiation and the surgeries. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a young couple, they were in their 20s, a uh, young married couple. They would come to our house weekly. They would just gather all of our laundry take our laundry, wash our laundry, fold it, bring it back, put it back. They would do this weekly. Wow. And it's just like, it's Mm -hmm. just strange when someone you consider a friend is like, you know, washing your underwear and folding it. That would be just, it's a different level of humility.
2: It's yeah. It's humbling. It's humbling.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, it's humbling Mm -hmm. that someone would do that, but I think sometimes we're too proud to allow people to do that. Mm -hmm. When you're battling something that all intensive like the things that fall away are like, okay, I forgot to eat today. Or, oh, you know what? I still have to mow the lawn, right? Or I guess someone has to do the laundry, but allow people to come on board and just do the things that they can. And it allows people to like serve you or feel like they're making a difference. Like, yeah, we had another guy that's like, I will mow your lawn for the summer. And we're like, thank you. So I didn't even yeah. say something like that. So really basic ways to help people going through a crisis in basic ways to allow someone to help you while you're going through a crisis.
0: Had you, had you grown up in that atmosphere as well? Were your parents uh, religious with strong faith uh, or just curious what kind of atmosphere you grew up in and how you kind of leaned into that when you were younger?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. Um, My family's kind of unique or I don't know. I mean, everyone's, everyone's is unique. Right. But uh, so my mom and dad, they uh, I'm the youngest of four and they had my two older brothers really young in their marriage and then they tried to get pregnant couldn't get pregnant for like 10 years maybe 11 years they got pregnant with my older sister so there's like a 13 year gap between me and my two older brothers okay um so growing up my dad was he was uh before i was born he was an alcoholic he he drank a case of beer a day he smoked five packs of cigarettes a day he was a construction worker he laid bricks and blocks and um, that was his life. That's what he had grown up in. That's what had been modeled to him by his father. And okay. so they joined this multi. What is it? MCM Amway. They joined Amway uh-huh. and uh, to try to make some additional money. And and uh, there was this weekend conference in chicago and there was a, a bonus session on sunday morning that the people that invited them to come kind of set them up and said hey there's a bonus session on sunday morning you want to come They're like sure well it ended up being a church service so in that service they heard uh the gospel for the very first time about jesus coming to earth and dying for our sins and and what faith, uh,
0: what faith? christianity mormon What? what was it christianity Oh, okay. Okay. Assembly of God, yeah. Pentecostal, what, what yeah,
1: exactly. Like it was, it was at the time Baptist, it was
0: it, okay. It was evangelical.
1: Know. It was uh just evangelical like okay. denominational. It okay. was just like totally Bible believing. Okay. And okay. Was, so they got they gave their life to, to Christ, they got saved, and my dad never ever again uh drank alcohol. It was like one of those things wow. that was gone, wow. and um, uh, which was a really big deal for him because every negative thing in his life had been associated with alcohol. Mm. And so, uh, and he was an orphan and raised by a, a guy that he didn't even know if it was his dad or not. And so it's just really interesting. His, his life, but all of that was kind of the, the root of the fruit that he was living before he came to know Jesus. And, and then he came to know Jesus and literally alcohol was gone. He quit smoking quickly afterwards, started going to church all the time. So growing up as a kid. I went to church like three times a week. Yeah. And like I knew Jesus was real because, like, when I was maybe five, I would smart, you know, smart off to my dad, say smart, you know, just whatever. You know, like a five year old, seven year old, oh, like, you yeah. sure. stupid stuff to your parents. You know, my dad yeah, was baldy, to call him baldy. Little did I know what was going to happen. <laughs> um, And so, but I remember my older brothers, I'd say something like that and they would kind of just, they'd pull back a little bit or flinch a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, what? And they said, if we had said that to dad when we were seven. All right. You'd have been knocked home. across the room. <laughs> and so they talk about like my dad in that, like when they were young and I didn't know that man. Mm, like the man I knew, it, it was a totally different man because he had an experience with Jesus. And so. How about that? Okay. How yeah. about that?
0: That's pretty cool. I appreciate you sharing that story. So Absolutely. so you grew, you grew up church three times a week, never got in much trouble. You, you
1: always had strong faith for, from the I, moment you were. Well, I did some stupid stuff, but like, you know, I, okay. you know, I, I walked, I wouldn't say walked away. I was, you know, in a space she where was
2: pretty squeaky clean. Let me just, there was a
1: one time. <laughs> no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> when great. did you, when did you decide you were going, going into the ministry
1: yourself? What age did that happen? That's a great question. So I started working when I was 12, like I was 12 to 17. I, I sold sweet corn on the back of a truck. I worked like Hundred hour, hundred hour weeks when I was like twelve to fifteen in the summer, and I loved it. I wanted to go into business. That was my idea. That was my plan. Oh, and even okay. till like high school, I, I was accepted at university. Had my roommate all picked out. And I was like, I'm going for business. That's the deal. And uh, actually, uh, between my probably my sophomore and senior year of high school, I went on five different missions trips to Mexico, like short term, like seven days you know, and I'm growing up in, in Wisconsin at the time. So like, Hey, do you want to go to Acapulco in January? And I was like, yes, I do. Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. (laughs) And so that started, I just remember going on these, on these trips and it was like, it was humanitarian. Like we were like, we were building buildings, we're building churches. We were uh, helping serve however we could. And
0: Mm. it was just
1: interesting to me because it totally shifted my whole perspective uh, of life because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I'd see these kids with virtually nothing. I saw this one little girl and she had this really vibrant colored dress on. And I was like, what a beautiful dress. And she's living in a mud hut. And I'm like, where is she, how is she keeping her dress so clean in a mud hut? I'm 17 mm-hmm. thinking this. Mm-hmm. And then she wore the same dress every day and I realized that's her only outfit. Mm-hmm. And then I flew home to Wisconsin and I'm living, I'm li- literally living in a trailer court. Like I live in a trailer And I'm looking at like my closet and like, man, I have more clothes than I can even think to to wear. And I'm like on the lower end of, you know, maybe the lower end of middle-class, higher end of poverty in the States and growing up and compared to what they have, I'm, I'm wealthy beyond Mm -hmm. wildest dreams. Right. And it just, it messed with me. Okay. It just really did. And, uh, and I had a youth pastor at the time, he said, Hey, you should go to school and get a degree to go into ministry and i'm like why do you need a degree for ministry like uh-huh. i'm just gonna tell people about jesus and i uh, ended up going to ministry school listening to him and it was a really okay. great movie. so i got a degree uh- in youth ministry and, and which is youth studies and was a youth pastor for 15 years so i see
0: okay and you and um the name of your church now and where it's located do you want to mention that or no For sure. So right now,
1: uh, it's a church that actually the church I led in in Northfield, Minnesota, called Canvas Church. While I was on staff there, we we grew rapidly, and so I I started uh, another campus or campuses elsewhere, and I also helped friends start churches elsewhere. And so one of my buddies from college said, "Hey, I'm going to start a church. I feel like I'm supposed to start a church in South Jordan, Utah." And I was like, "Well, we'll get behind you. We'd love to be a part of that." And so my church in Northfield actually help launch the church that we're at now that we're serving. We're just volunteers. Like we actually work in the kids area. Um, and uh, it's called Seago church, S E G O, uh, okay. after uh, the Seago lily, which is the state flower of Utah. So you didn't,
0: you don't want to be the pastor. You don't have any
1: desire to be pastor. You know, uh, it's interesting. I, I, it's, it's a unique space to be in because, um, uh, I'm really good at being a pastor. I'm just going to say that. If your wife could edit that part out after we're done, here. I was good at it, but I always led, I led as more of a CEO type and more of a, like more of a coach than a shepherd, if that makes sense. Okay. So I always led the church in a very business oriented manner. Well, and it I, is. I mean, it does have to
0: operate that way to a certain extent. I mean, it's great to spread the gospel, but if there's no money, there
1: there's no church. So, I mean, there's no lights if they hundred percent. And that was like, I mean, that's how I led. And a lot of people, um, they don't necessarily expect that from a pastor or love that in a pastor. They okay. want oftentimes okay. someone who's more of a shepherd type personality. Mm. And I'm more of a driver. I'm more of a CEO. I'm more of a visionary. I'm more of a, mm-hmm. Hey, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. Here we go. And, and so I just feel like I can be in a space where I can serve well. Okay. I'm speaking actually yeah. this Sunday, I'll still speak on Sundays occasionally, but, okay. uh, but we're leading in business now and so um it's an interesting question you ask i go back yeah. and forth all the time
0: uh, yeah fair uh, enough and- i mean no fair enough I, i'd probably be the same way yeah i mean my my type a driven personality that took me to c level executive probably wouldn't wouldn't fall into the shepherd uh, lane i don't think i don't i might be the shepherd i might be the shepherd but the staff that i would be using would probably be <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yes. And that was that was sometimes a challenge where it's like need and guide kindly or drive, you yeah. know? And yeah. I'm a bit of a driver. So okay, fair
0: enough. Now appreciate you sharing that with me. Yeah, very good. Okay. Um so you after your, your wife passed, mm-hmm. did you and Allie know each other from church? How how did you guys meet or how did you know each
1: other? That's a great question.
2: So we lived about an hour and a half apart. Um, okay. So we we didn't know each other. We weren't in the same community. Oh,
1: okay. You hadn't um,
2: met
0: each other. Okay. All right.
2: No, we were both on a dating website called Christian Mingle. Yeah, I've heard
1: of it. I've heard of of course. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so and I'll just
1: say, for those of you who are listening and are online dating right now, or you have an online dating profile somewhere, we are so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like it is, it's
2: it's rough
1: oh man it is rough it's, a out rough there. It's, it's a rough scene it's a killer it's a yeah. killer yeah i know
0: i know because my 32 year old son he's like dad they're they're all lying they're all lying they're all fake pictures he's like this is driving me crazy anyway go ahead but anyways you're on the so you're on the thing <laughs>
2: yes so we're on the thing um yeah jeff sends me a winky face and <laughs> it was,
1: this is how adolescent I it see. is it was so it was either you could send a winky face or like a heart or a smiley face and i'm like okay. I'm starting a conversation with someone who I may want to be in a relationship with and maybe want to marry one day. And the initial interaction is a winky face emoji. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh.
2: Oh, that's what Uh, he sent me. And um, so I saw his profile and I got I got really excited because, like you said, people aren't really who they're claiming to be a lot of the time. Um So I saw that he was a pastor and so I'm like, well, he's got to have some level of strong faith to <laughs> he's a pastor, right, right. So, um, yeah. so I thought that was good. And then I saw that he was a widower and I had not met anyone else who had been through what I had been through. so mm.
0: um
2: I was that's pretty much all I saw. I didn't actually pay for well, those are service.
0: two big ones. those are two yeah, big ones yeah. right there <laughs> those are those are
1: huge. Yeah.
2: That limited information, otherwise,
1: so but Allie didn't actually pay for it. There's the 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 free one that you can only get so far with. Yeah, <laughs> and, she didn't pay. I paid for the full one because I was like, "All right, let's see what we can do okay, here." So yeah. I got you. She was the smart um, one. Yeah. So
2: anyway, I I really overthought what you know what to say or what to ask him, and so I asked him really. The dumbest question ever. Like, where it did you go yeah. where did you go to ministry school? Um, and so then he never responded. And I was like, I That's because he was already he
0: had already moved on to like eight profiles later. Yeah. He's scrolling, he's winking yeah. at like seven others.
1: So <laughs> this this part of the story of our story makes me look really bad. Mm-hmm. But it
2: But it's the truth. It's the truth. So so, so. he didn't respond and um I got together with a friend of mine, uh, from church and she was asking me, how's dating going? And yeah, and it I, sucks. Like, Sorry. I don't, I don't
0: mean to use that word. That's probably not the kind of language you totally. use. But, yeah. No, it, no sucks. it sucks. It's not it like it's
2: online dating is horrible. And I said, um, you know, the only guy that I was really excited about never responded to me. And I described him like this. I was like, he was, um, a pastor, a widower and really cute. And she looks at me and she goes, Jeff. And I was like, "Well, yeah, that was that was his name." And so she pulls up her phone, pulls up Facebook, and she's like, "Was this him?" And I'm like, "Yes, that was the exact picture of him." And she goes, "I know Jeff. I grew up with him. I love him. He's an amazing person. You have to meet him."
0: Holy cow! Okay, that didn't happen by accident. That uh, yeah, right. Okay. So
2: she's like, "Can I can I message him and?" try to connect you to like, sure. if nothing comes of it, I think you can be friends, have this shared experience, all the things. So she messaged him. Mm-hmm.
1: So on my side of the world, on my side of the world wide web, uh, I was so fed up with online dating and these profiles. And it was just in yeah. some of the people, like yeah. there's a lot of crazies out there. Like your oh, son. Yes, absolutely. Like it's it's kind of nuts. Mm-hmm. And um I was just like, I'm done. I'm done with this. Like, so I I just like I literally like unplugged, deleted, erased all of them. And okay. so um, but in the mean, in part of the thought was like, I just had this sense that whomever the next Mrs. Went is, and our last name is Went, uh, that God knew who she was, A. And B that like just through my network, like someone out there has to know, like some, you know, mm-hmm. it, attractive female that's like, Hey, she'd be great for Jeff. And so, um, and that was, that was my thought process. So literally, I unplugged it, deleted it, all the things never responded. Um, and so then, then our mutual friend reaches out to me and says, Hey, are you interested in dating? And, uh, you know, and I was like, well, sure, I, but I, I am, but more yeah. context. <laughs> you know? she's like, well, I have a really great friend named Allie who, uh, she's actually a, a widow, um, she's an incredible woman. She'd be amazing for you to meet, talk to, you know, uh even about what you guys shared experience. And oh, and by the way, you actually met her initially on Christian Mingle. <laughs> and well, I was like, Okay. Did you remember? Like, did you remember? No, probably I did remember. Oh, you I did, did remember. Okay. okay. I right. said, Oh, I remember, you know, I, I remember Allie and she sent me a picture. And I was like, I totally remember Allie. And so she gave me her phone number. And um, do I go to the rest of the story?
2: Well, we won't take too much longer. Yes. But then, you know, he just he didn't call for a while longer.
0: Now, before before that, though, Ali, when did you find out he had five kids? Because that that, that 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 is I don't want to say a red flag, but it's a it's a it's a it makes it more challenging. <laughs> 100%. Like that's. I, yeah. I
2: found that out when I talked to my friend because she filled me in since okay. I didn't. Okay, so she told Oprah you. I was, she filled right. me in on the all whole of right. I was getting
0: ready to give her a hard time if she didn't tell you until you actually got together with with Jeff, yeah. and then I'd be like, oh, come oh, on wait. now. Right, all so all right. Right. he didn't know
2: what I was getting into, okay. even though she didn't, but yeah. All right, <laughs>
0: yes. all right. When, she said, when she said five kids, were you like, hmm? Let me mm-hmm. let me just pause for a second. <laughs> um,
2: I was I was to some degree, but another part of our story that you know is just God working in our story is, yeah. um, in in a quick nutshell, uh, from a really young age, you asked, you know, did I want to adopt? Was that you know, mm-hmm, did we mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. were we able to have kids? And so, from a really young age, I like dreamt about adopting, and I dreamt about having like just a large kind of. Oh,
0: okay. All right. Kind of All right. As Nick
2: family. Okay. Um, okay. And so that was just really interesting how, you know, finding out that I couldn't have kids biologically. I'm like, well, that's probably not going to happen for us because adoption's really expensive. So maybe three, right? Mm-hmm. Like hopefully you get twins and you get a I two see. for one sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, But it just seemed like that dream was dying the longer and longer time went jeff, on
0: now jeff do you understand how blessed you are can you imagine so Allie is sent to you yeah she wants to have a lot of kids she's beautiful she's smart she's a widow like you are she she her, she's a, she her faith is like yours like are you kidding me i mean
1: wow well, then, bro. you,
0: you, you wake was... up every day you wake up every day thank you god thank you yes. god Right, <laughs> and then
1: the fact that we literally met in one of the most divisive seasons in, in our country's history. We met in 2020. Mm-hmm. So, well, you, right don't ago. tell me you met with a mask on the front. You didn't like come. You didn't like. Oh, nice no, that we, was we a we precursor. We were outside <laughs> A, but if I had walked up with right. a mask or she walked up with it, it would have been like, right. "What's For going? Like yeah. A, yeah. Uh, yeah, wow. Like, would we have engaged or just <laughs> walked away? <And> like, a <laughs> that question." Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Wow. What a sto- what story. Okay. Wow. What a story. All right. Uh, now you're married and you have how many kids? Seven? Seven? Seven. Yep. Yes,
1: sir. And the oldest is how old now? He's a senior in Eighteen. high school. 18. Uh, okay. We gave him the option when we moved out here, we moved out here uh, from Minneapolis to Salt Lake. It was last August. August. Uh, August of 2022. So we've been here about nine months and just gave him the option. Like we knew like, hey, uh oh, I see. Yep. senior year mm-hmm. of high school, yep. Yep. Moving, yep. graduate with 3000 strangers mm-hmm. or stay at, with grandma and grandpa, live with them and graduate with, you know, your 300 closest friends that you've had since oh, first. Yeah. So he's he's finishing school out in Minnesota. He's thriving, doing really great out there. Mm-hmm. Um okay. We have six, uh, six other
2: Ages five yeah. through sixteen, still here in the
0: house. Oh man, it's busy in your house. You know, there's always there's always something going on in your house. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, nice.
2: it's it's nice. five boys and one girl too. So that I mean gives you a little bit of context.
0: Yeah. Oh, your daughter, she's gonna be a tough one. She's gonna be a tough one. <laughs> she's tough. She's like yeah. Don't mess with her. She is. Oh. So. <clears> though <throat> so, right now. Uh, first of all, thank you so much. I mean, the the fact that you're so open to sharing your personal story, I think is is touching moving uh and strikes an emotional chord with listeners I think you know you could come in and pitch your coaching all day long and they're like, okay another business coach yeah 100, I've talked to a hundred of these but the fact that you have real human stories that you're open about sharing will help you relate to people because everybody's been through something maybe not what you've been through but people will look at you and be like wow okay now these are real people they got real scars they've been through real things they're not they're not just trying to sell me their coaching like these are real human beings i can relate to and i can talk to and i think that i think that matters i think that really matters so it's it's great that you're sharing it
1: I appreciate well, appreciate
0: you. you doing it absolutely so tell me for what you're doing now with wake coaching yeah give me the who wants to give the who wants to give the 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 initial overview and then i'll i'll ask some questions you want to do it um i'll do it so sure. basically
1: okay. uh what we do we do business coaching and it's based upon uh an eos model which is entrepreneurial operating system
0: mm-hmm. which is
1: outlined in the book called traction by a guy named gino wickman yes now gino wrote it like 20 years ago and basically it just helps business owners entrepreneurs Uh, get all they've wanted out of their business uh, Mm -hmm. as well as like feel like they own their business rather than their business owning them. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's super practical. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes everyone's kind of looking for the silver bullet or the magic pill. And I think the silver bullet is just hard freaking work. Uh, Yeah. yeah. It starts there. Yeah. (laughs) But working the right way, right? Like working smarter rather than harder. And Mm -hmm. uh, the tools in EOS really allow you to work smarter. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, our stories with EOS. Uh, Allie did it in the family, her family business did this. Uh, uh, I see. Her dad owned the business for 25 years, and Allie was a part of it for 16 years. And then, uh, what was it, like the nine year mark or eight year mark, you guys decided to implement EOS? And, and oh, that's where the tie in is. I see. Okay. All yeah. right. And so, in a nutshell, uh, her dad had built the business from basically it was going underwater, like it was going out of business, it was underwater in mm-hmm. 16 years to 6 million annual revenue and 70 employees in the health and human services field. So, really doing well. Mm-hmm. But the need was so great. They're like, how do we expand it to meet the growing need? And so, they brought in an EOS implementer. Uh, and really the idea was how do we how do we expand our capacity, expand our business? So okay. their goal was to double the size of the business from 70 employees to 140 and 6 million annual revenue to 12 million revenue in right. 10 years. That was like the the big hairy audacious goal, right? right? And uh they implemented EOS and actually met that or reached that goal in four years. That's and then they that. actually tripled it uh to an evaluation of 18 million and 180 employees. In uh seven years. And I asked Bill, I was like, Bill, what was the secret? And he said it was implementing EOS. So and Bill is your dad, Alan. Yeah. Okay. And
0: when and when Jeff is saying they, do you mean you, your sister, your dad, your mom, that the family it was
1: a family business?
2: Family oh. yeah. business,
1: yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. The crew, the team. Yeah. And so <laughs> um, so that was so around year seven of that, ali and I are married. Um, I grew the church rapidly in a, in a space, we had a bunch of plateaus, a bunch of ceilings pushing through and it's at a really frustrated space. And I felt like I kept recreating the wheel. And I was like, I've been here before. And I know as a leader, oftentimes you come back to the same spot. You're like, how am I here again? Did I not wow. learn? Aren't I smarter than this? Mm-hmm. All these things are going on in my head. And I was about to hire a really high end coach. It was like $1,500 an hour to help me push past- how much. Okay. an hour, right? Crazy. (laughs) And uh, I told Allie this and she's like, just read this book. And she slid traction, the book traction across my desk. And I was like, okay, I should probably read the $15 book that my wife told (laughs) me to before I hire the $1,500 an hour coach, (laughs) super bougie. And like, I'd really love to do that. (laughs) Uh, So I read the book and literally page after page, as I'm reading through it, I'm like, where has this been for 10 years of leading the church? I was like, this is what I wanted for 10 years. Years. It's just, wow. it's, it's not, um, it, it's simple, but it's not easy, right? Like mm-hmm. sometimes like simple equals easy. No, no, no. It's, it's simple. Like what the the process is outlined. Mm-hmm. This is how you do it. It's not easy to do, but it's so worthwhile. And mm-hmm. so I said, Allie, I said, how do we uh, incorporate this or implement this in the church? And so I actually stole Allie from the family business and she came and implemented uh, EOS into the church I was leading. Interesting. Was okay. Probably right. the best, I don't know, the best testimonial of how it works is that a staff member who's with me for eight years, eight of the 10 years that we're leading the church up to that point, he said, we've done a lot of things in eight years, but in the past six months on EOS, we've done far more things, like just as far as alignment, efficiency, I was like, wow. That was great to hear. It hurt my heart because I thought we were pretty smart before that. Um, but I was like, no, we're on the right path. And he's actually leading the church today. After I left, uh, we voted him in, and he's mm-hmm. he's leading the church today. So that's a little bit of our experience with EOS. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, and, and did you then when you stepped down from being a pastor? Uh, um, is that Allie when you you guys talked about? Okay, well let's. If, if we're not going to lead a church, let's take what we've learned and lead a consulting business with, 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 is that, was that, is that how it happened?
2: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we really, like I, I said earlier, um, we don't want to live for like 10 years from now, like working hard so that in 10 years we can really enjoy life. Like yeah. we were just really in this place where like, we're starting fresh. We're moving to Utah. This is, a new chapter for us as a family as a couple together. Um, and we really want to just lead a life that like, we're happy. Mm-hmm. And we're not looking forward to 10 years from now or to retirement, but we're, we're just, we're happy, we're fulfilled.
0: Okay. Um, and so we're Is like, your, was oh. your were, you, were your folks disappointed you left the business? Was your dad like, Ali? where are you going? I need you here.
2: Um, I think that my family knew with what I had been through that, like, I was just probably going to be a wild card, um, in okay. where I was going to end up. And so okay. I think they saw the writing on the wall, but my All sister right. for sure was the most sad because we were both part of the succession team, um, mm-hmm. and had planned to buy the business from my dad. So mm-hmm. I left and she was left, to do it all alone but she's doing great and she doesn't it. need me at all um do
0: you still do you this may be too personal do you still have a piece of the business equity ownership as a daughter do you still own a piece of it while she runs it or how does that work
2: um i was bought out of that so I it's, it's okay. all hers um, well that helped
0: that helped pay for your move to utah yeah yeah <laughs> it was perfect it
2: worked yeah, out exactly the way it was supposed to
0: yeah okay all right
2: um, but yeah so we decided just like what what is going to be something that a we can make a living doing but much more importantly that is a passion point for us that we're going to feel fulfilled and like All right. All right. you know have have fun with
0: isn't so. it isn't it and i um i know we're getting closer on time but if we go over just a couple of minutes are you guys okay here i'll try to move faster you probably got another meeting coming yeah. up yeah um I'm so happy to hear you say, like look, we're gonna enjoy life in the moment and we're gonna do something that we feel passionate about. I I'm in the recruiting space for a living during the day job, right I meet so yeah. many people they're just looking for the next job. they're just like, I just gotta get I just gotta find another job so I can make my mortgage payment. I just got to get another job that makes I got my mortgage payments to this, my car payments to this. I just got to get another job to make this much money to just do that. And I always tell them like, no, man, I mean, no, that's not what life is. Please find something that you are passionate about that you enjoy doing. And if that doesn't match the money, then change your situation. Don't, don't chase a job. For a certain amount of money to pay for these material things that will not bring you happiness long term. I've said that over and over and over. And yeah. so it's so great to hear you say that. Uh, and, and the last part of this little rant is we're always telling our kids, we have four grown children. I'm always telling them, I'm like, look, I'm just telling you right now, we're spending it all. I'm spending it all while I'm here. <laughs> will, I'm having a good time. We're going to have a good time. Kim and I are going to travel. We're going to spend while we're healthy, while we can. Yeah. You know, yeah. if we have a few things left, you guys can split it up when we're gone. But I'm not saving a couple of million to be okay. 80 and not have experienced life. I ain't
1: doing that. I've told you yeah. many times. Yeah. <laughs> Amen.
2: Like, That's yeah. we agree. It's a beautiful
1: thing. And I think there's there's a, a different perspective you have on life when you've lost life at a young right. age. Yeah, totally. You know, and so that for us is like, okay, we're, we're building for the future, but we're living today. Mm-hmm. If Love that makes sense. We're not yes. like, you Love know, me. just blown up credit cards and spending unwisely and doing things like that. It's like, no, we're, we're wise with what we're doing. Wise words, but, but enjoying
2: we're, we're yeah. living
1: today, you know? And so that, you know, that one day in the future we'll live fine as well. But for today, we're, we're making sure that we're enjoying today.
2: Well, and that's kind of the through line with EOS too. EOS was created to help business owners live the life they want to live while leading their business. And we've talked to a number of business owners actually recently that mm-hmm. feel like they just have to get to the sale of their business yeah. to finally like really start yeah. living yeah. and we're like no hey, right now yeah. it doesn't sound like i mean, with the conversations mm-hmm. we had it doesn't sound like now is even a good time to sell but that doesn't mean that you have to wait mm-hmm. to get freedom to enjoy life to yeah. not be working 24 7 and so isn't, That's, it
0: uh, oh, go ahead. isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing how people always think if I can just they always say that right? If I can just get here, if I can yeah. just get if I can just get that neighborhood, if I can just, just get that that house, yeah. if I can just make this much, if I can just get to this point, everything's gonna be fine. And I was like yeah, okay. now it doesn't work that way.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, if you're not content to a degree where you're at, like there's this weird thing, tension with contentment, right? Like contentment is like, no, I'm good with what I have. Like Be good with what you have, but also know there's more in you to chase after. So it's like, I'm good with this house Mm because this is a wise decision right now. Mm -hmm. And rather than going and getting a bigger house so I can prove to everyone I'm making a bunch more money and then I have a bunch more stress because I have to bring in that money to pay for the bigger house so I can press the neighbor. Like- no, no, no. Yeah. Be cool with the house you have yeah. and literally invest somewhere else. Go buy a second house, go buy a VRBO, go buy, Go do something else with that yeah. to could build more. And so it, be it's be an real. interesting thing. There's a lot of people where it's like, if I could just do like what you're saying, one more thing, then I'll be happy. If you're not happy where you're at, you're not going to be happy there because it's a different location, but you're the same person.
2: Right. Totally
1: agree. Totally We're, agree. Um, Allie,
0: uh, are you guys uh, targeting? So you're targeting, what is it? Uh, 10 to 200 employees what's the target on the businesses you're yeah, helping 10 to yeah
2: 250 is kind of an ideal size for a full eos implementation okay
0: and are yeah. you is wake consulting having to pay eos a fee to coach and implement their system what's your business model Great question.
2: So yeah, I am the certified professional EOS implementer between okay. the two of us. Okay. Um, and to become that is actually purchasing a franchise with EOS.
0: Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. One yep. time one time purchase, or do you have to pay percentage of revenue after?
2: Um, it's one time purchase for the franchise, but there's also kind of monthly support fees involved, I guess, ongoing as well.
0: So those support fees have to be paid even if you don't have any clients? Correct. Correct. Yep. Ooh, ooh, okay. I don't know if I like that part. I have to talk to the <laughs> CEO of the US. <laughs>
2: yeah, trade-off. Then it's a flat fee. So the more you grow, yeah. you know, with clients, um, it's not a percentage of your revenue. That fee just stays flat. Okay. So there's, you know, some pros and cons to that, but for is, sure a startup, is, that's more challenging.
0: Are you implementing a SaaS system then uh to a certain degree once you do the once you do the in-person coaching, is it then like oh, okay, I'll log in like a SAS or or, or what?
2: know so there's some really great partners with eos that have created software that will help you know help you do everything um but eos itself is not software in any way it's okay. really just, um daily very practical disciplines okay is a good way to think of it mm-hmm. um for your business to run on and your leadership team to run on
0: if 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 a company hires you guys wake consulting are they paying wake consulting and then once you get paid you're paying you you they're they're not touching EOS. Your clients aren't touching EOS. Is that right? No.
2: Yeah. They're just okay. working with us. And so yeah, the the franchise um is with EOS implementation, but we okay. also have weight coaching as our own um oh our own business. Yeah. And so part of what we do too is um you know with EOS there's a very certain target market market sorry um like you asked 10 to okay. 250 people in size for the business Okay. okay. Um, but you know here in Utah especially we meet a ton of startups and solopreneurs and people that are just getting going and so we just have a passion for um, really helping them because a lot of the disciplines and principles that EOS teaches can be beneficial even at the very beginning. and Yeah, so- but, at
0: the, but at the very beginning, they don't have the money to pay people like you. So
1: how do you do that? <laughs> we've actually, we we broke it down where it's like, you know, when Ali was saying the 10 to 200 employees, uh, the majority of businesses in the United States are 10 employees or nine employees or less. So 80% of businesses aren't target markets. So we've mm-hmm. created two different offerings for uh, individuals in that space. Uh, One of them we call onboard, where the idea is we actually get on board with you. We're kind of like a a fractional leadership team, uh, help you, you know, discover your core values, help you figure out, you know, the type of people you want to hire to actually be on your lead team to prepare you uh, for whatever's next. And that might be an EOS implementation or it might not be. I see. We kind of jump on board with you. So that's like we're with you uh, twice a month talking through these things. And then we have one-on-one coaching where uh, it's literally we, um, you know, whoever the client is, I have a client in Minnesota that I talk to on a regular basis where he's a real estate broker and we're talking about how to manage some of his his 1099 staff. And then on the okay. flip side, talking about how to manage their life and, and how a nanny uh, is actually a part of the team and they need a nanny if they're going to function in their business well. And so there's this interesting thing about business coaching that when you get into someone's business... You get into their business, right? Like it's just like it's just life. Yep. Like you're doing mm-hmm. life together, and um. So yeah. So
0: when you're touching, when you're when you're touching prospects or clients or customers, sometimes you'll pivot. You'll you they'll they'll hire you for way cons- consulting, but then maybe okay now EOS is good for you. And we'll go ahead and implement that or or something yep. to that to that degree. Yep. Um, not to mention. How about life coaching? You guys could just be, I mean, yeah. forget about the business aspect. How about just all the things that people go through in life based on your own experiences with your parents and everything else? Like, I might just pay for that. <laughs> I mean, do, does that happen? Do you do, does it bleed over? Does it does it all bleed together, or ha, what happens there?
2: I mean, with the one-on-one coaching, absolutely it does. Yeah. It's a yeah. little bit more um, based on that person. It might be their professional goals, but it also um, when you're looking at one person, you can't really just only talk about things with within the professional realm without also getting into their personal life or belief yeah. systems yeah. or yeah. you know whatever is going on so it's like we're such holistic beings um you can't really address one without the mm-hmm. other and mm-hmm. so okay. um, especially with that one-on-one coaching we go everywhere
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> what what percentage of your revenue do you see being weight consulting versus eos implementation how do you how do you see it going
1: well, the disparity between the two, the EOS implementation is much more expensive. Okay. Um that's just a, a, a spendier price tag mm-hmm. because you are in that that space where you can afford it to a degree, where okay. what we're running into with well, the lake. And component. I mean
2: you're working with an entire leadership team yeah. and you're yeah. impacting the yeah. yeah. entire yeah. organization okay. over two years. So it's just yeah. it's a very robust, um, very it's Im- a
0: two-year, it's a two-year contract to, to do that. If I if I wanted the US implemented here at RiderFlex, it's two years.
2: Yep. Um, and it's not a contract. But yes, on average, it takes about two years to to run through the full process.
0: It's not a contract. I want to dig deeper there. Do I have to pay you month to month? Or do I have to pay you all at one year up front? What what how does that work? Because, you know, all business owners like me, that's the first question. Exactly. How much is it? How much is this? And how long is the contract?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit of a pay as you go type service. So we oh, meet with okay. the leadership team um, on a monthly basis for okay. a while. And then on a quarterly basis, kind of for a remainder of the time. And so um, they just pay as they go.
0: Okay, Um, oh, I see. Oh, they pay as they go, and you're telling them it could take two years, but if they run out of money in three months, they can stop. Yeah, we're
1: not going to- completely at will. Yep, completely at will. And we might get into it, and we've got to do it with a couple of clients that they think they're ready for it, they're excited for it, they get into it, they're like, whoa, this is too much. And it's not like, well, we'll see you next month and here's the bill. It's like, no, we how can we help you? How can we help you get to that space? Mm-hmm. How can we help you feel like it? If you feel like it's too much, that's great. We'll step back. That's good. How can we assist you with the tools we've taught you in or trained you in already? And so um, yeah. So I mean, I think that's what we do. We love to see people win. And so, yeah, how we can help. Every business
0: that I've ever seen whether I've run it myself and I ran a couple of $40 million companies before I started RiderFlex, and I've been involved yep. with so many different things as an advisor or whatever. Every business is messy to a certain degree.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the primary reason they're messy is because human beings are involved. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> and uh, so my point is, I, everybody's a target for you. As long as they can afford it, every business needs some help if mm-hmm. the founders and the owners will just admit that they need help. You know, sometimes you get these especially the older ones, you know, where like, I've been doing this for 10 years and this way we've always done it. And okay, Johnny, I know, but it's not working. So open mm-hmm. your open your mind.
2: That's <laughs> the key is yeah.
0: admitting it. Mm-hmm. They, they all need they all need they all need help. And usually it comes down to the human element, which you guys seem to be excellent at. It, it I mean okay let's just assume they have a decent product that people want to buy or service right let's let's just yeah. make the assumption that they got they got they got a they got a mug that people like or they got a service that people want yep from there it, it usually is just a human messy communication alignment thing uh, yeah. of some kind and you strike me as the type of people that are patient enough Patient enough and and the way you present and the way you carry yourself is very calming so for for a wound up type a you know ceo you guys are like i can just feel you kind of like okay yeah it's all right it's all right yeah. johnny and you're just putting your arms around them and you're like it's going to be calm down we're going to talk yeah. about this i can feel it on you i can feel it yeah. on That's you. Awesome. And, and, you. and i don't and i'm and i'm really impressed you know the wrapping up here there are so many people that have been through things like you that are just bitter, right? They're bitter. Mm -hmm. They're pissed off. They hate the world. Now they're a full blown addict, whatever. Yeah. But you came out of it better, not bitter. Yeah. And I stole that line from a guy who was just on the podcast recently. He, he did, he did, he did six years in prison for, for something that he readily admitted and said, I messed up. Mm -hmm. I did my time. Anyway, he was such a positive guy. Now he's like a CFO for a company. Yeah. And this, he's like, he was like, listen, man, I was in prison for six years with like hardcore guys where bad things happened. But, but yeah. meanwhile, he's just like this positive, like, I'm just blessed to be alive. I'm just so happy to be here. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, bro, like, how do you, like, how do you have this attitude? You guys are kind of the same way a little bit. Like, how do you yeah. have this attitude? And he said that, he gave me that line. He's like, two kind of people that come out of prison bitter or better and he goes yeah. and i told myself i was going to come out better and you guys mm-hmm. came out better too with everything that's happened to you i mean look at you great congratulations yeah, yeah. thank you thank you thank you thanks it, for your is there, time. congratulations is there a website link where do you want to point people how do how do they get a hold of you how do they hire you how do they contact you
2: um so i think the best way we we're not very techie to be honest with okay. you um, okay We don't spend a lot of time on social media. Um, It's just not where we want to devote ourselves. So we can give you like email addresses. And I honestly, I just, I want to connect with people. So reach out. We want to meet you. We want to talk with you. Um, You know, we can provide social media links and everything too. We do have it, but it's really all about, um, we love to connect with people. Mm -hmm. So just
0: Ali, now you're on LinkedIn. They can find you on LinkedIn. I know you have a profile. Jeff, I didn't look for yours before the call. Are you on LinkedIn as well?
1: We're actually friends on LinkedIn. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I should have no, known that. Okay. Totally yeah, my I'm on LinkedIn as well. No, <laughs> I'm okay. On
0: uh, okay, so if they if they connect with you on LinkedIn and send you a message there, and then when we do the yeah. post, we'll we'll put an email address in or whatever. Is that okay? Yes, yes, sir. Absolutely. And we okay. do
1: have like the social media, like the um jeffrey r went or jeffrey went that's normally mine on whether it's instagram or facebook or linkedin and so there is that dm us there that's great Uh, i can't like we'll 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 be immediate on it because we're like ali said email is wonderful
2: it's a way to contact us but it's not the best way to really like engage with us or yeah understood yeah
0: understood okay well Thank you very much for sharing your story on the Rider Flex podcast. I really appreciate it.
2: Thank you so much for the opportunity to, it's honestly our honor to be able to share it and um, just speak into life. So we appreciate it.
1: Thank you.